Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. Started out thinking I was going to go and be a prosecutor and be like, you know, a superhero in that. And I finally have come to accept and really love being able to help others, not just moms, but, you know, all individuals, creatives who want to carve their own way. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally, are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. If you have legal questions about starting your photo business or about making sure that your already started photo business is legit, this is the episode for you. This is a two-parter with Rachel Brenke, and I am so excited to be offering this episode. I met Rachel quite a few years ago in the in the before times at a podcasting conference, and it's really fun to be able to connect with her again. She is the mastermind behind the Law Talk. You may have heard of that, a, a massive resource for legal stuff for photographers, which is uh, something I've definitely spent a lot of time looking through and hopefully you can check out as well. Rachel is a business strategist. She's a pra practicing lawyer. She is the wife of an army veteran, mother of five, cancer survivor, photographer, author, Team USA athlete. She does it all. And she has incredible advice for photographers in business, particularly legal advice. So if things like registering your business or copyright or all or contracts, all these things that come up, if those things are on your mind, then definitely want to hear this one. Before we jump into my uninterrupted interview with Rachel, here are some words from folks that help support the show. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more. 
with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. After over 10 years full-time as a lifestyle photographer, I've discovered eight things that every photographer should do to build and grow a strong photography business. If you would like to learn more about the eight things that have helped me build a solid photo biz, head to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. That's the number eight things to get your copy of the eight things that I've done over the last 10 years to build a successful lifestyle photography business. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you? Doing well. We were just connecting there about how we met a few years ago before in the before times. In a non-photography conference, believe it or not. I know, podcasting conference, a, a small one, which was, was really lovely. To, I like that kind of format because you get to really talk to people and meet people and as an educator, it's fun to go on big stages. I love the vibe of being a big stage, but I love little conferences even more because I get to know the other speakers. I get to know the audience. Um, I, I love it. Yeah, those are those are my favorite. Yeah, me too. I really enjoy them. Well, okay, so we're here to talk about photography and law, hence the law talk. <laughs> Maybe tell folks a little bit about what you do related to photography, kind of a, a quick overview, and and we'll jump in. Yeah, so I'm proud of the law talk. The resource came out of seeing big gaps in the industry. But I always cringe a little bit when there's intros and they start with lawyer. I'm like, oh, my God, people are going to close the podcast. Nobody wants to listen to a lawyer. So what I, the point of me telling you that is I try to make it fun, relatable, and understandable. When I get excited, I may talk a little quickly. So you might want to dial down the speed on your podcast player a little bit. But no, I just, I love the industry of photography, the creative aspect. I love the legalities. You know, we're such an interesting industry in that there's very low barrier to entry. It's fairly unregulated. So which is awesome, right? It's double edged sword in a way. But there's so much that is plaguing us as photographers from like copyright infringement, contracts, legal business setup, privacy laws of like our client information. And so it's, it's really fun. There's always something new every day. And I love doing it. And I just my goal with the law talk is y'all don't know what you don't know. And I bring the perspective of also a photographer. Actually, I was a photographer before I became a lawyer. And so I know the pain points, right? So my goal is really, I'm saying this not just as a lawyer, but as a photographer who wants to avoid issues because it is cheaper and easier and less stressful to prevent the issues and have to clean them up later. But I will help you clean them up if you need, but it's easier if we don't have to get there. Yeah. And you already answered my question, which one came first? So you were a photographer before you were a lawyer. I was. And did that influence being a lawyer at all? So it's funny. The short version of my entrepreneur journey is that I started out with an online apparel store, quickly realized I didn't know anything about business. And this was before the, this was like MySpace days. It was before the days of all this premium information. We didn't have podcasting wasn't what it is now. There wasn't Pinterest, all that, you know, Google was even like very limited because there was, wasn't free resources. Anyways, a couple different businesses throughout that. And I was like, you know what? I want to go to law school because I always loved work. And I've worked with as a guardian ad litem for children that have been abused. And I very specifically initially went to law school after getting my MBA because I was doing business consulting. I've been in business for so long at that point. 
I was like, let me just completely upend everything I've been doing and let me go to law school and be a prosecutor for child sex crimes because I really wanted to like make a difference in the world. And I thought that was the way. And so during law school is when I was running my photography business, you know, financially needed it. It was also the creative outlet I needed to kind of like balance out my brain from like the really heavy legal stuff. And by the time I graduated, all the prosecutor stuff fell off the table because I realized there was so much of a need in the photography industry for information. And, you know, it's kind of, I actually even wrestled for a few years, you know, even though I was helping people, I wrestled for a long time of like, how am I doing good in the world? And then I realized one day I was on the phone with a client who's crying to me as she's paying me thousands of dollars to protect her her business um, and thanking me because it allowed her to be able to be present for her family. And that was her livelihood. And for me, I'm a mom of five kids and I've always wanted kind of a flexible lifestyle and that photographers can have that too. And so I say all that to say, started out thinking I was going to go and be a prosecutor and be like, you know, a superhero in that. And I finally have come to accept and really love being able to help others, not just moms, but, you know, all individuals, creatives who want to carve their own way and be able to legally protect it because it's unfortunate we've got corporate giants and People be crazy out there that can try to steal the joy and the money and the effort from you. And I'm really I'm really excited to be part of helping to prevent those issues. Yeah, it's really interesting that you touched on that idea of like making a difference in, in the world, because I've been reflecting on this a lot, too, because the work I do with coaching photographers and, and photo business help, basically all the stuff under that umbrella, as I've seen people be able to quit jobs they hate and spend more time with their family and all of this stuff, it, it's occurred to me that like, again, like, I've done my fair share of work in underserved communities, but that isn't the only place where you can make a difference in people's lives. And I think that that kind of like, um, I think there's um, maybe just a cultural vibe that's like, oh, if, if you're not working in an underserved situation, you're not really doing anything good. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just glad that you brought that up. Because I think that you know, if you can grow your business and reach your goals and be with your family more and have more time to do the things you want, then like you're going to be showing up better in your family, in your community, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I really believe that that's true. You know, it's you talk about your consulting clients and I do the same thing. I do business consulting outside of legal stuff. And we always start with defining we know what is our real business to help us live our real life. And the the components of that are service of self, family, um, your clients, and then your community. And so we, it just hit me when you were talking, and I've kind of known this, but the idea of being able to build something that meets, you know, those first three goals, it also financially allows me to serve underserved communities, right? Like at the law talk, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, I'm not one that said that we need to, we need to go like wave the charity flag all the time. I think that it, businesses should do good if they can. And so with the law talk, we do um, support a local homeless shelter. And then my law firm also participates. Actually, we help to create the program locally where there are women out of the domestic violence shelter who may have wanted to create their own business. And so myself and an accountant, and we have like a hairdresser and all this that helps provide kind of like this package for free donated time to help women, you know, once they get on their feet to start making the gains to get to being an entrepreneur, you know, it's, it, there is a barrier, yeah. no matter what industry you're in financially, especially if you are in a life situation. So I, I say all that to say that I, like I said, I struggled before, like, how am I going to make, and we got real deep real quick on this episode. <laughs> 
struggled for a long time of like, I was supposed to be like this superwoman with a cape on saving these children. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't. And then finally I stopped and said, but I still kind of am, right? You know, I'm financially helping to provide locally. I still volunteer as a guardian and ad litem. And so I'm doing it in a different way. And you touched on it. Like it may not be in the way that you see on TV or maybe culturally or brought up, but you can leverage and utilize your business for good in other capacities. Totally. And that's the other piece of that. So it's, it's also like, just because your business isn't dedicated to certain things, doesn't mean that you can't use the money that you're making and your potential for growth to like give back. And so like my personal business model is similar in that way, where I I give to a lot of environmental charities and do work in that area. I think there is like a mental block for folks. And then we can move on from this like super random deep dive. But no, I think this is good though, because I think it's a good mindset shift too. Sometimes yeah. people get into business and they feel this guilt of, I'm going to do this for me. And it's like, well, the end goal could be you and others. That's right. And it is, it is you and others, because I mean, in my own case of, I just finished my graduate degree and was teaching and I just left. And um, my life really, truly was so much fuller and better because I had the schedule I wanted and I had the potential for financial growth. And I was able to give back a lot more and volunteer more and do, and just be kind of a better person in better sister, friend, daughter, whatever. And I think I think this is a good way to start this out, even though we didn't. <laughs> you know, actually, I think this is a really good perspective to come from, even more so a reason to have your legal ducks in a row, because if you want to be able to make, you know, put financial and physical and emotional resources into whatever your passion and your charities or underserved communities, whatever it is that you're interested in providing help for, if you're constantly chasing client issues, if you're constantly chasing legal and being on the front end of legal stuff, then you're not going to have the mental capacity, the physical capacity, financial capacity to do any of that. And I think sometimes that's where I don't want us necessarily go down this whole trail unless you want to go here. But I think that's some of what contributes to burnout when it comes to being an entrepreneur. It's just not getting a, some of these key things. And that's part of what the law talk tries to bring, you know, I'm known for legal, but I know a lot about business strategy and marketing too. And so I always try to bring that to the forefront because whatever we can do is strategically, effectively, and legally will free up so much of like your mental load to be able in physical load to be able to do other things. Yeah. Having just a foundation in general of systems that work and things that, you know, like you don't want to get busy and then find out that it's going to break. And then that's when you get really stressed because you're juggling all sorts of stuff. So I agree with that. Let's, let's bring it to, I think, you know, folks that are listening are dreaming of a business or in their first few years of a business for the most part, not, not everyone, but, um, what would you say to someone that's like, oh, damn, like, what What do I need to have in place as a photographer? What should I be looking into? Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is you don't know what you don't know. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, that I still learn. I go into new situations every day. Y'all bring me some of the craziest stuff. So don't feel like you're going to need to know everything, right? You know, the law talk, we try to provide that. We have like a legal roadmap. It's free. You can get it on the site and kind of look overarching of what you need. But I think what's so freeing, and I was just having this conversation actually with one of my team members, what is so freeing is that 
because we're in an industry that's fairly unregulated, there's no required certifications or anything like that. You only really have to look to what the government is requiring you to do. And there's two minimum major things that are like the bare minimum. And it's if there's a business license required for your area, typically it's going to be like county or state and paying your taxes. So your income taxes and your sales tax, and there might be some extras depending on where you live, but that's really honestly all that's minimally legally required. However, of course, doing what I do, I want you guys to look at it in three major buckets of what like ultimate protection is. So the first one you're looking at legal business setup. And those two things I just mentioned kind of nestle under that. There's other goods to have, like choosing an LLC or a corporation. The second bucket is contracts. So incredibly important. That is where I do a lot of my conversation because it helps to set expectations, helps to prevent issues. And it's there if you ever have a legal issue. And then last is copyright. You know, I'm sure this is one of the most um, nuanced areas of law that we work with. And it's so incredibly important to photographers because unlike other businesses like a restaurant or whatever, we're selling intellectual property. We're selling photographs and there's legal mechanisms of that. And there is good and there's bad with that. So it knowing how copyright works truly, because I see a lot of superficially thrown around in groups, but truly understanding how it works so that you can implement and use it in your business is important. So those three major buckets of like legal business setup, contracts and copyright is really where if you're writing a quick note down and that's what our roadmap is really uh, mirrored after. Those are the big buckets of where you want to kind of look. But if you're base, base, baseline, start with number one, legal business setup and the two minimums that I've already mentioned. Yeah, no, that's awesome advice. I like how you tied it back to like, regulation and what the government's doing, you know, because the paying the taxes thing, you know, having done this, my business, Jennings photos has been around for like 12 years. But you know, as I got into the consulting and photo business help side of stuff, it is alarming to me how many people don't know what to do or like, and alarming in the sense that like, this is really important, because you really don't want to get slammed with a massive tax bill. It's an awful feeling. In my early days, when I was married, we had one year like that. And it was like, oh, this is this is not fun at all. <laughs> it was just poor preparation in terms of um, estimates. But and actually, that was good because the business grew. But the amount of sort of information that's out there and like the confusion and the apps and the all this stuff available, I think can be overwhelming. And just to be clear to most of all of who I work with are lifestyle photographers. So in the like the wedding family, you know, folks aren't doing like corporate ad work or anything like that, but or maybe on the side, but in terms of what I help people with. And I think you get into the wedding world and you're making a you're making a lot of money, you know? So it's an important thing to keep in mind. Yeah, and you know what's funny about this is, and I, I joke about this all the time, it's like you don't need to be a lawyer in order to do this business, but you're gonna probably know more than most lawyers I know because intellectual property as of now is not required on, I don't think, any bar exams in the US. It's not required by the um, American Bar Association to take during school. So it's one of those elective courses that you take. And when you know, photographers come through, we have our education and a membership called Get Legit. And I go through trademark, copyright, copyright infringement, protection, all that sort of stuff. Y'all are going to walk away and probably even from this episode, no more than most attorneys out there. In fact, a lot of attorneys that run businesses that don't do this kind of work, 
come to me for the intellectual property type help because we're not taught it. So I say that kind of as an encouragement of, well, first, make sure if you're going to seek out an attorney or information or a resource, not just a regular business attorney, we're selling intellectual property. We have photographs. Those are our visual assets. That's our product. Make sure they understand intellectual property, but also feel proud of yourself. And once you deep dive into this sort of stuff, you're going to know more than most attorneys are. And I think that's kind of a real fun. Um, maybe maybe this shows the law nerd in me, but as a business owner, that makes it kind of really fun for me to know that I could be equipped with information that even most lawyers don't know. Yeah, I love that. That's really fun because I didn't know. I personally didn't know that that wasn't a requirement. It may be now. It wasn't when I was in law school, which was a quite a bit ago. Wow. I cover a lot like with folks and just getting a basic contract in place and, you know, the different things we've talked about with setting up your business and taxes, but I'd love to just dig in a little bit to the copyright stuff since we're talking about it. Cause this is really an area that I don't know as much about as I'd like to, but also I think it also depends on your industry as a photographer when it comes up more than others, you know, the, the bigger corporate gigs I've done, the contracts look and the agreements look very, very different than, you know, doing a family session down the street, you know? Very scary. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can head over to thelawtog.com for everything we talked about. There are links in the show notes as well to connect with Rachel. Stay tuned for episode two. That will drop on Thursday where we cover all sorts of other stuff in the legal photography space. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50% off your first year.